This week on Jerusalem Dateline, from a new tunnel under the Western Wall to restoration work on an ancient site, spectacular treasures found off the coast from early Christianity. And so this is a ring of a Christian who lived in a period that Christians were still persecuted. And bringing trees back to life, bearing fruit from Bible times. We bring you a special show on some of the latest archeological finds in Israel. All this and more this week on Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this special archeological edition of Jerusalem Dateline, I'm Chris Mitchell. Israeli archeologists have uncovered two chambers in the tunnels near Jerusalem's Western Wall. The magnificent structure is part of a new route that takes visitors back to ancient days. The discoveries are the highlight of a new route through the Western Wall tunnels that sheds light on Jewish life in Jerusalem during the time of Jesus. So it's, it's unbelievable to see this new excavation here on maybe 15 years ago when I started guiding here. I was standing above us and saying, you know, underneath the arch, there's something. So now we are inside that something. Johanna Bisroor from the Western Wall Heritage Foundation said the new route will open in a few months. VIPs were invited this day for a preview. We have a beautiful complex on the Second Temple period, maybe one of the most beautiful next to the Western Wall. You can see ritual bath, beautiful columns. The discovery began here more than 100 years ago, when British archaeologist Charles Warren climbed through a hole into this room. Now archaeologists have uncovered two more chambers. And when we saw this room, which was the first thing to be revealed in the new excavations, we were excited because we realized what was not known then, that we are actually in the parallel room of the uh, Hasmonean or Herodian hall that was already known since Warren's time, since the 19th century. This is one big building. The discovery of these rooms less than 100 feet away from the Temple Mount adds another layer of understanding to Second Temple times 2,000 years ago. It was a building for the elite of the city, for the city councillors for the rulers, a meeting place of them, a place where they could host their important guests just before climbing with them up to the Temple Mount. It's unlikely that Jesus would have been a guest here. If Jesus was a guest of the uh, city councillors of Jerusalem at that time, he could. And the building was a place to host the elite, so who knows? I'm not so sure he was considered to be such a, an honor, but who knows? Who knows? Everything is possible. IAA excavation director Shlomit Wexler Budalak said the only other building decorated like this one in Jerusalem at the time was the Temple Mount itself. And there's more an indoor fountain and reservoir connecting the two chambers. Here you see the capitals, they are still preserved. In the center of each capital, there is a hole. In this hole, there is a lead pipe that is inserted where the water would come out. This is a fountain that was within a very magnificent building, so possibly they could control the flow of water. When there were guests and they wanted to impress them, they opened and the water would have flowed. When there was no guest, they closed. At some point, this room was repurposed as a huge mikveh or ritual bath, maybe the largest in Jerusalem. Archaeologists say that could have been done shortly before the temple was destroyed and the Jewish people scattered in 70 AD. Two weeks before the ninth of Av, the Hebrew months of Av, which is the day of the destruction of the second temple, for us to reveal that today and maybe let's say let's learn from the past and just learn something for the future, that's something very moving for us. 
The Tower of David Museum here in Jerusalem boasts 4,000 years of biblical history. This popular attraction is getting a major facelift thanks to an ongoing restoration project. The goal is to welcome visitors from around the world to see sites like a tower built by King Herod during the time of Jesus. The Tower of David Museum stands as a citadel, guarding the entrance to Jerusalem's old city. Some see it as one of the crown jewels of the city. The only museum in the world that tells the full story of Jerusalem, 4,000 years of rich history, inside this magnificent citadel of the city represent all the layers from the history of Jerusalem. This week, the museum held a groundbreaking for a new pavilion and welcome center next to the Jaffa Gate. The Jaffa Gate serves as the main gateway into the old city of Jerusalem. With this new entrance and welcome center, the Tower of David Museum wants to increase the experience for millions of visitors to the most unique city in the world. Visitors will be able to enter the citadel from the west, enjoy the archaeology and history, and exit through the original Ottoman gate of the citadel straight to the streets of the old city with the knowledge and experience from the Tower of David as the perfect introduction to Jerusalem. The groundbreaking marked the halfway point of a multi-million dollar restoration and conservation project. CBN News has chronicled this effort to modernize the museum, excavate ancient artifacts, and conserve treasures like this tower built by King Herod during the time of Jesus. Now the focus is the new welcome center. What is coming is a piece of modern architecture that respects and blends in this very, very uh, sensitive landscape of archaeology and stones and the citadel. The idea is that this will function as the entry pavilion for a citadel that was never meant to be a museum. It was meant to hold people out, not to bring people in. The construction presented a daunting engineering challenge. How do you dig down more than 50 feet next to a 500-year-old wall without making it collapse? The engineering challenges were unbelievable in its sensitivity and problematic because we are building a building next to a very, very important wall of the citadel, which is 10 meters high, and we need to go 7, 8 meters deep, and we need to make sure that nothing happens to this wall. Kimmel shows how they met the challenge. What you see now is a stage where we can sleep at night because there is already a concrete wall. There are the metal uh, beams that support and know that we are safe. Alongside the engineering comes the archaeology, where many finds were examined in the laboratory. It is once in a generation opportunity to dig the citadel, the last excavations conducted in the late 1980s. Notes and pictures from a British archaeologist more than 100 years ago helped guide Israeli archaeologists to find artifacts from Jerusalem's 3,000-year-old history from Ottoman-era smoking pipes to the time of the first temple. And I will go earlier to the time of the King Hezekiah, 2,700 years ago. This is very typically Judean uh, bowl from the Iron Age, from the uh, first temple period. Those involved in the project feel a sense of history. It's really one of the most exciting projects an architect can hope for, to work inside history and give a new, let's say, a new life to, to this history and, and, and make it accessible for everybody. When completed, the museum hopes to welcome millions of visitors and expects the project to be completed by November 2022. Coming up, uncovering the ancient wall of Jerusalem 
from almost 3,000 years ago. You touch something or you walk on something or you lean against something that you know somebody did the same thing 2,600 years ago. So it's, uh, it's emotional. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Here in our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Download the CBN News app 24-7 News from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. As we enter the Jewish New Year, there's no better time to explore the holidays of Israel. In CBN's free guide, Israel's Major Holidays, you'll discover why these special occasions are so central to Jewish life and culture. You'll even learn about the biblical feasts and festivals that Jesus observed throughout his life. Get your free copy. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Israel Holidays. Archaeologists excavating in Jerusalem have uncovered part of the ancient city wall from almost 3,000 years ago. The timing came just before the Jewish fast, marking the destruction of the first and second temples. CBN News Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl shows us why that's a key part of the discovery. Finding this part of the wall in the City of David archaeological site provides a key to understanding the first temple era of ancient Jerusalem. In the 60s, famous British archaeologist Kathleen Kenyon, just a few meters north of here, uncovered a 30-meter section of the same wall. Then she claimed already this is the wall of Jerusalem during the time period. Then, according to Dr. Vuko Savovich, about a decade later, Israeli archaeologist Yigal Shilo found another section further south, but a piece of the puzzle remained missing. For a number of years, we attempted to find additional sections of this wall, and we couldn't. So much so that we started doubting the existence of this wall. That brings us to this discovery of two more sections, which clears up the mystery. So now we can conclusively say that, yes, the city of David, at least, had one massive wall that surrounded the city of David. The wall behind me would have protected the ancient city of Jerusalem for about 200 years, from the 8th century B.C. until about 587 B.C. 
In 600 BC, the Babylonians besieged the city, which is described in the book of 2 Kings. The Bible says Nebuzaradan came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem, every important building he burned down. The whole Babylonian army under the commander of the imperial guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Archaeologists found evidence of that burning just inside the wall. This part apparently wasn't destroyed, possibly because of the steep hill below it. In addition to the wall, archaeologists found artifacts indicating what life was like in the kingdom of Judah in those days. And we found right here where I stand a bulla of a person called Tzaphan, which is abbreviation of Tzfania, Tzfania, which we find in the Bible as well. Just a few centimeters away, and we found a Babylonian stamp seal. The jar handles were stamped with rosettes and circles and with Lamelech belonging to the king. You find a really beautiful wall in so many ways. You touch something or you walk on something or you lean against something that you know somebody did the same thing 2,600 years ago. So it's, uh, it's emotional. For now, the excavation continues as archaeologists try to understand how the nearby Gihon Spring and other sites fit together. Julie Stahl, CBN News, the city of David, Jerusalem. Up next, ancient treasures that open a window into what life was like in the early Christian church. And so this is a ring of a Christian who lived in a period where Christians were still persecuted and killed, even in Caesarea. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning, the CBN News Quick Start Podcast. Each weekday morning at 7 a.m., get quick highlights of the day's important news, then an in-depth analysis that goes beyond the headlines, insights that matter to people of faith. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Find the CBN News Quick Start Podcast on iTunes or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, because truth matters. Israeli archaeological discoveries aren't limited to land. They can also be at sea. Recently, Israeli archaeologists discovered spectacular treasures off the coast of Israel. 
the ancient finds open a window into what life was like in the early Christian church. At the entrance of the harbor of Caesarea, divers from the Israel Antiquities Authority made a rare discovery. To find two different shipwrecks mixed together on the same site in a different of one, more than 1,000 years. To try to imagine that the ship was wrecked in the Roman period at the site, and then 1,000 years later, another ship was wrecked on maybe on the top of it or in the air of it. It was really interesting. In one area, Charvit and his partner found both bronze coins from the third century and silver coins from the 14th century. They are amazing, actually, from uh, our point of view, because they are telling a story. It's not only the artifacts, it's the whole story of all the shipwreck. What is the ship were doing there? The period, what was the position or the situation of what was happening with the ship? The treasures also included a bronze eagle figurine, a symbol of Roman rule, and a red gemstone with the carving of a lyre, or what's known as David's harp. In the book of 1 Samuel from the Bible, it says David played his harp for King Saul. They also found a gold ring with the reference from the New Testament. This is the Good Shepherd ring found in the shipwrecks in the Mediterranean, and it helps tell the story of early Christians in the city of Caesarea during the Roman Empire. As we know, the symbol of the Good Shepherd is one of the first symbols of uh, Jesus, and uh, actually the idea of the Good Shepherd was um, adopted by the most of the local population who actually were looking forward into the new religion because in the Old Testament we actually have the reference to the Good Shepherd and his herd. The ring also tells a story about Christians from Caesarea nearly 1700 years ago. To find a ring from the third century when Christianity basically was still underground. Christians were persecuted during the third century. It's only a hundred years later under Constantine that, Christian, that Christianity becomes a state religion. So this is a ring of a, a Christian who lived in a period that Christians were still persecuted and killed, even in Caesarea. I think we have a pretty dramatic find here. Very simple, very laconic, just the male figure bearing the lamb on his shoulders. Almost exactly the same uh, image we can see on the walls of the catacombs in Rome, in the area where actually the services took place. The artifacts, coins, and ring help reconstruct the puzzle of Caesarea's past. The ring is fantastic, of course. I mean, we often find coins from the Roman period. You know, archaeology is like a puzzle. You take different elements, and the wonderful thing in archaeology is that you can piece things together. You know, we have the site, we have the coins, we have the ship, and then this beautiful ring, and everything suddenly comes together. The ring also makes a personal connection. This ring connects you to the people, right? Like, especially when you find something, I'm talking about just myself, when I see something like that, it's something which is very personal in a way, right? You try to imagine the particular person who was wearing this ring, what were his thoughts or beliefs. It's really touching. I'm not a religious person by myself, but when I see something like that, I feel this connection to someone who lived hundreds and hundreds of years ago. The discoveries also reveal the port of Caesarea had a longer history than previously thought. 
because some of the people or some of the archaeologists were thinking that the uh, harbor was collapsed in the first century AD. Now we realize that the commerce and the ship were coming from all over the Mediterranean also to Caesarea in a later period, especially in the uh, late Roman and early Byzantine periods. Caesarea played a prominent role in the early church. The Book of Acts documents the first Christian baptism of a non-Jew happened there and from Caesarea, the Apostle Paul helped take the gospel to the world. Coming up, bringing trees back to life, bearing fruit from Bible times. We're talking about the resurrection of 2,000-year-old plus ancient date seeds. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Hello, everyone. I am so happy we are together for one of my most favorite times of the year, Thanksgiving Day. Gizmo and friends have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. For God and all that He has created. We have resources to be able to live. And the Holy Spirit. Those are wonderful things to thank God for. Always be thankful to God for the things and the people in your life. Join the CBN Animation Club and get the Great Thanksgiving Turkey Test. Plus, two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. This special holiday program features ways of showing thankfulness through games, activities. This is my first time going to be eating candy corn. And much more. President Abraham Lincoln declared a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated every November. The Great Thanksgiving Turkey Test, yours when you join the CBN Animation Club. The more we practice being thankful, the easier it is to be thankful for everything. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us region. Orphan's Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries, and with your help, we can do even more. We are out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? In the middle of Israel's Arava Desert, a farming community is bringing trees back to life that are bearing fruit from the time of the Bible. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl has that story. This little young-looking palm tree named Judith carries an ancient heritage. So we're talking about the resurrection of 2,000-year-old plus 
ancient date seeds that come from the Judean desert and from Matsada and which are part of a scientific experiment. Growing in a greenhouse for the last nine years, Judith was recently transplanted in what Kibbutz Ketora calls the ancient Judean date orchard. Journalists even pitched in to help. She's the fifth such tree to be planted there after Methuselah, Adam, Jonah and Hannah. We are planting our second female date tree who was sprouted from an ancient seed. Actually, this one came from Qumran, was found in the caves, and uh, much to our astonishment, she also sprouted. This is Hannah behind me, the first female tree. She was planted in 2019, pollinated by Methuselah. Last year, she had around 100 dates. This year, she had 621 dates. And this is part of one of them. Dr. Sarah Salone, a medical doctor, started this project more than 15 years ago after becoming interested in natural medicine. I wanted to see how medicinal the flora of Israel was and what it had been used for and so on. And then I realized that many of these species had actually disappeared. And we know what there was because it's mentioned in the Bible. The Bible is our guidebook of ancient species. One that disappeared centuries ago was the Judean date. The date is mentioned in the Bible as one of the seven species found in the ancient land of Israel. Now we see dates all the way along here, palm trees and all the kibbutzim are growing plants and, and look at the plantations on Keturah. Those date palms of modern day Israel are modern and they were imported after the founding of the state in the 1950s, but they're not the original date tree that grew here. Years ago at Masada, archaeologists found a jar of those ancient date seeds. In ancient times, the classical writers described in detail the dates of ancient Judea. Why? Because they were famous. They were big, they were sweet, they were very dry, that allowed them to be exported all over the Roman Empire, and they had medicinal qualities. Salone obtained five of those original seeds and gave them to botanist Dr. Elaine Salloway. After devising a method to sprout them, Salloway has succeeded in sprouting seeds found in other places, such as the Qumran caves where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. I think the biggest problem is hydrating them, because if you hydrate them too quickly, you kill them, and you only get one crack at each seed. So far, we have five males and two females, seven altogether. And I've tried lots of seeds and most of them are deader than doornails. 15 years ago, the first tree Salloway sprouted was a male. They called him Methuselah after the oldest person in the Bible. CBN News got its first look 10 years ago when Methuselah was still in the lab. There are currently around 856,000 date palms growing in Israel. Salloway planted some 3,000 of them on Kibbutz Keturah, where each tree produces around 350 pounds of dates a year. And Salloway and Salone are hoping eventually to add the revived Judean dates to the harvest. We are going to be testing those dates in the future to see actually what they do and whether they differ from other commercial varieties of modern dates. So for the kibbutz, it's a big venture. Dr. Tarek Abu Hamid, director of the Arava Institute, sees this as planting seeds from the past to bear a special kind of needed fruit for the future. If you don't look back to the, to the history, you will not see the, the future. And here we're actually planting history at the, 
at the Arava Institute. We hope one day that with these trees that came from 2,000 years ago will be the hope of peace in, uh, in our region. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Kibbutz Ketura in the Arava Desert in southern Israel. Well, that's all for this special edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.